Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to the Toronto Raptors, 120-100 win, Riker. Game 82, it's in the books, the Toronto Raptors are on the way to the playoffs. Have they clinched home court? Can we officially say that? If they make it to the championship. I believe they have, haven't they? Yeah, so we have the the tiebreaker against the Golden State Warriors. The maximum record the Golden State Warriors can get at to this point is to be tied with the Toronto Raptors with 58 wins. So since we won those two games against Golden State, you know, assuming, well, they have the best record in the West, assuming we get there and uh, the Golden State Warriors get there, we'd have home court in the finals, but that's a long road to get there. Listen, it's worth it's worth a woo, yeah. uh, a little a little a little unprofessional, I guess, for our <laughs> podcast. But it's worth celebrating. It's not very often mm. that in a matchup against the Warriors that you'd have any particular advantage on them. So mm. it's very exciting. The tone of this podcast. I was a little bit worried. I, I knew that this was going to be a rest game for some players, but I'm glad that they still went out there, got the job done. But before we get into that, obviously we'll break everything down. We'll start with the comment of the day. A eh? one of the most uplifting i guess comments that i've seen we we obviously we have a fan base from around the world when we had our call-in day we had two fans from germany we all australia we look at the metrics people all around the world raptors fans it's crazy it blows our mind um but this Mm -hmm. comment here ali imam uh hear your content each and every day on all platforms from i don't even want to pronounce the city name but from pakistan uh waking up at 4 a.m and watching the games uh each and every day you know what? That's crazy. And the the response, you know, how basketball can bring us all together, it's it's super uplifting, I have to say, um, just to have that sort of reach and to be able to connect as Raptors fans and show that this community is not just in our country, it's across the entire world. Really fantastic stuff. But enough about that basketball. Uh, that's what we're here to talk right now. And Ben, take it away. Yeah, well, as you mentioned, that's awesome to have fans all around the world. Everyone listening out there, leave in the comment section below where you're from, where you're listening to, because you know we it's it's super cool to see. But you mentioned the Toronto Raptors played this game, and game 82, Matt and Jack were kind of wild on the broadcast after the second quarter. You know, the Toronto Raptors won the second quarter, 43 to 19. It was really over. This game was a wrap, and we saw a lot of the bench. You know, the deep bench mob get a get some run tonight, and obviously Kawhi, Fred had solid games, but the first person we got to talk about. The French man himself, Chris Boucher, Riker, 15 points, 13 rebounds in 25 minutes of action, 7 to 10 from the field, 1 to 3 from the three-point line. He had two blocks, two assists, you know, he came out and got his opportunity, and as Chris Boucher has done all year, whenever he gets an opportunity, he looks to perform, he's got a winning mentality, you know, no nonsense when he's on the court. Riker, what were your thoughts on Boucher out there tonight? This is not an overstatement, you are totally right, he Mm -hmm. loves to go out there and perform, even in the garbage minutes with... A minute left in the game. He's still going to go out there and try to mm-hmm. splash. G League MVP. He's yeah. got something to prove. He's a phenomenal young talent, and he's wanting to work his way up to an NBA roster. Does this equate to getting any time in the playoffs? Probably not, uh, but as sort of a ceremonial last mm-hmm. game, a last impression to make on the Toronto Raptors team now moving into the next season, really, I think, impressive for him. Yeah, well, one th- one thing we I think we can briefly talk about. Do you think Chris Boucher has potential to be a rotation player in the NBA, particularly with the Toronto Raptors or someone else? Because he has the talent, he has the defensive ability in terms of getting blocks and you know the length that he has. But the the one question mark with Chris Boucher, and it was the biggest question mark on whether the Raptors should actually sign him on the two way contract. They eventually converted it uh, to a full time contract this year because of how well he's played in garbage minutes and all that. But, you know, Chris Boucher, with all of his talent, he is still have a very, very small frame. And he's an older guy for a young player. You know, he's 25, 26. He's not your usual, you know, 
up-and-coming prospects. So do you see a future in the NBA for Chris Boucher, especially if he keeps playing like this? Or does his thin frame and these sorts of things kind of limit his potential? Well, it's it's tough to say. There's mm-hmm. players that have had a small frame. Kevin Durant still does. Mm-hmm. Giannis Antetokounmpo had a small frame. So it, it goes to show you can add muscle, right? But yeah. usually if you're such a small guy, you also want to have a handle. And yeah. But on the on the on the flip side, he's the G League MVP. That means he's the entire he's the best player unanimously voted or you know voted by the majority to be the number one player coming out of the secondary league. And I'm sure that there's teams like if maybe not on the rap if not on the Raptors, I guess there's teams like the Bulls where if you put a low rotation player down to the G League, would he then automatically be the MVP? Maybe not. So is there a place for Chris Boucher just by that simple logic? Of course, there's a lot more factors that go into it. I think so. He was also Defensive Player of the Year for the G League, so he's got a lot of things to give to uh, any given team. Certainly, you mentioned it. Uh, you know, to end the point on Chris Boucher, the the thinner frame guys they really need a handle to really find success in the league. And the fact that he has such a w- wide variety of skills in his arsenal, I think if he adds that handle to his game and can really play the wing position, similar to what Pascal Siakam did. Now Siakam is a bit more of a, a firecracker than Boucher, and you know came to the league as a very energy oriented guy and is younger. But uh, when Siakam added the handle, that's when his game really took off to the next level. I think if Boucher can add a handle, he can serve get minutes and be a decent rotation player throughout the throughout the NBA but you know the, a lot of guys had great games tonight and, you know no one got too too many minutes but uh you know Kawhi Leonard tonight shooting remarkably efficient 20 points six rebounds eight of 14 from the field four of seven from the three-point line the one encouraging thing I really want to take about the way about from this game about Kawhi's game is the past few nights for the past week or so he's been kind of cold from the three-point arc so it's nice to see him knock down some threes going into the playoffs yeah, it's a game like this is nice as long as it's not chippy. It's mm-hmm. good to to play against Minnesota, who's well out of playoff contention. In the way, of yep. course, everybody in the top eight has been locked in. I think for the past probably week or so now. Yep. Um, so it's good to have a game like this where you're able to do a little more things. Defensive pressure won't be as tight. The Raptors have had tough battles now in the past four games before Minnesota. All mm-hmm. Eastern Conference players or teams fighting for the playoffs. So you always feel a little bit of risk, especially in like the Miami, for example, when you're worried about playing heavy minutes, injuries, maybe a player injuring another player. Um, tonight is a game that you can kind of rest easy, allowing Kawhi Leonard to play, get a bit of run, uh, shake off some of the dust. Like you said, he's been shooting pretty cold from three. So everybody's been saying, uh, or actually it's been a little bit back and forth in the comments, but a lot of people are saying that he's been playing at 80%. He's been reserved. That's sort of what we've seen. And now he's ready to, to really dial it in and hone in his absolute playoff mentality now coming the next few days. Yeah, well, with the the Miami Heat have been knocked out of the playoffs today, so luckily for us, we don't have to play them in the first round because those games always get chippy, and I guarantee you if we played them in a playoff series, at least two of our players would be injured for the rest of the playoffs. But uh, yeah, we can run through the the rest of the lineup because no one else got much run tonight, but Siakam in his 18 minutes had 10 points. Fred Van Vliet, 16 points, got the start for Kyle Lowry, who was resting tonight. 2-5 from the three-point line, four assists, three steals. Fred had a really solid game tonight. Uh, you know, Gasol, 23 minutes, 9 points, 6 rebounds, always filling up the stat sheet. Danny Green, knocked down a 3, 7 points. You know, er- everyone came in and played well. The one player that, you know, I think we can finish off giving the good breakdown on is OG Ananobi. Because since coming back from concussion, his his jumper really hasn't been that fluid. He's looked a bit more off than he even was at the beginning of the year when he had his poor stretches. But uh, tonight he looks to have a bounce-back game. You know, 9 points, 5 rebounds, 4 or 6 from the field, knocked down a 3. 
We're going to need OG to be insurance because we're not sure if we're going to run an eight-man or nine-man rotation, but I think OG is locked in as the ninth man if we do end up going that deep into our bench because Norm, Nick Nurse has pretty well said himself, Norm has secured the eighth spot you know, with all of his minutes and all that. Norm's been pretty good as well, but uh, you know, OG... It'd be very nice to have a big body that can shoot threes and play defense as well as he can to be relied upon in the playoffs. Did you you said Norman Powell has secured the eighth spot? Yeah. Says Nick Nurse? Yeah, Nick Nurse basically alluded to it, and the way Norm has been playing, especially the past couple of weeks, I think it's it would be tough to take it away from him or argue against it. That's fair. So you're thinking OG Ananobi could slip into the oh yeah, I guess he has slipped into the yeah. ninth then. Okay. Yeah. That was a point I was actually gonna bring up because mm-hmm. I would say tonight's game would be the nail in the the nail in the coffin for Jeremy Lin not playing yeah. come playoff time. 0 for 4 performance from the 3. That's really the only thing that we wanted to see from him come playoff time is improve 3-point shooting. So I'd say tonight's game really, unfortunately, has probably seen him pushed out of the rotation. Mm-hmm. Speaking about OG, I'd love to see him play. I'd say you know his plus-minus speaks for it. He's able to yeah. be an impact player. His defense and his length can't be sort of overlooked and I think a lot of the matchups that we'll see come playoff time that's going to be valuable and if he he needs to shoot his three point you you make that excellent point he needs to be able to shoot and if he's not shooting his jump shot consistently especially open ones that he gets when attention is elsewhere he's not going to see a lot of minutes but if he's able to swing that around and be the confident player that he was maybe last year in stretches this season then I think he'll he'll find himself a spot maybe not heavy minutes but he'll find himself a spot yeah, for sure. And a lot of people were trashing on OG after he came back from concussion those two couple games. You know, when a player gets a concussion, you need to give him some run to really get back in the swing of things. For people that have had concussions, they know, you know, it takes a while to get the pep back in your step. But, you know, the Toronto Raptors, Norm Powell also had a pretty solid game tonight. The, the bench, the bench, Jody Meeks knocks down some threes. You mentioned Lynn really didn't. You know, Lynn has a skill set that could be work well in certain systems, but where his role with the Toronto Raptors, he needs to hit threes in order to get run for this team, and he just unfortunately couldn't do it for the Toronto Raptors in this end of season. You know, Jordan Lloyd, he got some run as well, knocked down three. Hopefully he can maybe, you know, make a name for himself in the league at some point, but this obviously he won't get run in the playoffs. But I think we can swing it into the the segments now, right? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, tonight the the Kawhi Doom like that play of the day. You know, we talked about Chris Boucher a lot. Tonight he he there was a three point shot. I'm not sure who it was on the Minnesota Timberwolves, but he blocked a blocked a jumper with those long arms, brought it down the court, had a kind of a Giannis esque long two stride straight to the rim. I thought he was gonna throw it down, but instead did a nice little icy finger roll layup. So that that's always exciting to see a, a blocked three point shot going coast to coast for Chris Boucher. Can't argue with that, man. That is you know. That's Canadian, man. Coast to coast. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> My horrible French. Anyways, not all plays can be the, the kawaii do them like that play of the day. Some just make you say, oh, geez. And tonight, the oh, geez play of the day, it's going to a stretch in the third quarter. You know, the Toronto Raptors and the Minnesota Timberwolves, there's about six, seven, eight possessions, I want to say, where... The pl- the teams just went back and forth knocking down threes. It it felt like every both both sides just knocked down a three or at least shot a three on every possession. You know until the Minnesota Timberwolves called the timeout. He said enough was enough because the, there's no defense being played. It was just all long range jumpers. So it, it was kind of wild. It's jarring to see that many shots go in and that many three point shots being put up. In a game like this, it makes sense. Right? Yeah. All-star games, you always see threes going down. It's, it had a pickup game feel to it. And when defense is not extremely tight, the threes are going to fall. These are all skilled NBA players. So when the defense sags back, 
the old adage, hands down, man's down. Hand down, man down. Anthony Tolliver. Uh, shout out to Anthony Tolliver. He had a good few of them for the for the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight. And finally, the infamous, the one and only Damari Carroll Gold Star Award. Riker, do you have any Damari Carroll Gold Star Awards in mind tonight? I could have a pretty somber Damari Carroll Gold Star. Maybe if you have a more positive one, you can give it. If not, yeah, I can, you give uh... it. You take it away, Riker. My pretty somber Damari Carroll Gold Star is not just tonight's game, but it's an entire season worth of maybe disappointment. For a fellow Canadian man, Andrew Wiggins, I'm not sure what his career trajectory is, but I I feel like he's slowly slipping out of the league, even though some games he's putting up a decent number. Um, But just with how this team is, Minnesota has really not been able to do anything over the past few seasons and all of the drama that they've had and really his sort of everybody's recognition of his lack of defensive intensity and his lack of desire to be in the league since getting paid the big dollars i'm just worried for for our boy for andrew wiggins um i i don't really like again this is very somber hopefully i'm i I can be proven wrong here but um i just think that i would like andrew wiggins to really revamp himself as a player next season and come back because obviously he was electric in high school um and university so we'd really you know, just all the nation. I'm, I'm sure we would like to see Andrew Wiggins have a bounce back season. Even though, like I said, the numbers have been there from time to time. But if you've watched any of the games, if you've just kind of seen what he's done over the season, it's not it's not very impressive. Yeah, his past two years have been very underwhelming. The the, the Andrew Wiggins, I was pretty. A lot of people kind of fell off the Andrew Wiggins hype train after his first couple of years, but his numbers were pretty impressive over his first three seasons. I know, uh, I believe it was his third year where he averaged twenty three points per game. Then obviously he got that max extension, and ever since that's happened, he's really not fallen off, but has been underwhelming. You know, people expect him to make the leap, and he regressed. And Andrew Wiggins, maybe it's the situation in Minnesota. Obviously, they brought in Jimmy Butler and his role. They still gave Wiggins a lot of shots. So it's not like his role was decreased or anything like that. But, you know, it's a very, it's a paradox, I want to say, the player of Andrew Wiggins. Hopefully, he can bounce back. He's still got a lot of years on that that deal and big money. So he won't be falling out of the league anytime soon. But we could see his, his career is certainly falling apart and his reputation around the league. Maybe one day he comes to the Raptors because... Tonight wasn't the case, but he usually plays very strongly against the Toronto Raptors. Maybe maybe in a couple of years we get him on a cheap deal and he becomes the, the Maple Jordan we all expected him to be. <laughs> yeah, can't, can't argue with the Maple Jordan, but I guess we're running a bit long here now. Maybe, oh, maybe not. Um, if there's any points you want to bring up before we conclude it, uh, obviously, like we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, Raptors secured a very good season. Not their, mm-hmm. st- you know, not their best record ever, but I think it's been... With all the ups and downs, everything that's happened, all of the new acquisitions, injuries. The faces, injuries, the faces we've seen leave the team, for everything, all set, a brand new head coach, all things said and considered, this is a very fantastic outing for the Toronto Raptors to have, and I'm extremely excited now for the playoffs to happen and see what kind of success or lack thereof uh, they can have. I couldn't agree more. Riker, the last question I want to pose to you, and maybe we'll we'll talk about it in future videos because we're going to be making a lot of videos on these playoffs coming up, but uh, do you think this playoff run will top the 2016 playoff run where we made it to the Eastern Conference Finals and Bismack Biombo had those her- her- heroic moments against LeBron James and you know the Norman Powell dunk? Do you think this playoffs will be more monumental or... Are we going to be, maybe not left underwhelmed, but will it live up to the hype? Well, anything less than Eastern Conference Finals will be far greater than underwhelming. It'll be an absolute, it'll be... Travesty. Yeah, yeah, a tragedy. Travesty is 
Different meaning. Um, just read this today in an article, but hey. uh, I, I totally agree. Uh, I, it's tough to say. I don't. Want, I, I'm usually really bad at speculating, and I feel like people will sense a, a jinx or some sort of bad omen if I if I say, "Yeah, the Raptors will definitely make the final." So I'll leave that to you. You're a little bit usually better on the mark about predictions, um, but I, I think that the hype. You're definitely right. I think this is maybe the most significant. Um, playoff series or season that the Raptors will have to date just because of everything that's happened trading away a franchise guy all of the drama that's surpassed and now the final legitimate ability to make a championship run that they've never had before um, in the Raptors history so a lot is riding on this playoffs and it's fun like what whatever happens I think people will just enjoy to watch the spectacle certainly I, I'm looking forward to a hopefully monumental playoff run some some big moments because the past couple years there really hasn't been any big big moments the biggest moment I can think of is the DeMar DeRozan dunk against the Bucks, and then all the rest of them have been negative you know those missed layups the LeBron game winners the LeBron this that and all that in between so I'm looking for some good Raptors historic moments these playoffs but let's know what you guys think do you think this year will be the the greatest most exciting playoff run in Raptors history or will we be left underwhelmed you know we're, we're, all, we're all rooting for the Toronto Raptors, but let us know in the comment section below. You're the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. We haven't plugged it yet. Riker, we are on all podcasting platforms. We're on you know Apple Music, Spotify, all that cool stuff. So definitely check us out on there. And before we send it off, someone requested a shout-out. i got to pull up the name. Aiden Clark, he requested a shout-out in the comment section of last video. So... Here's your shout-out, my guy. Thanks for listening to the pods. As I mentioned it, you know, we mentioned it earlier in the season, then they kind of died out. If you ever want a shout-out, let us know in Instagram, the comment section. We we try and give them out whenever we see them. So definitely, definitely let us know. Hey, cheers. (laughs) 